Yo. Welcome back. Another brand new episode of Nothing Important Podcast. Your host, Matt Reyes. Hopefully you're doing fucking well. I got a burp. I'm waiting for it to come. Uh, uh, oh. Was that appropriate? For a podcast opener. Me to do my little intro and then burp on you niggas. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's a day. Today is a day. Um, bunch of shit going on today, actually. I was I was combing through the files on the intranets. And I was seeing some, you know, some interesting stories and some shit that's pretty fucking unfortunate. Um, I talked about this is actually one of my first podcasts. I think episode five or six. I don't really fucking record the numbers of them because I don't give a fuck. You know, I do one a day. You get the fucking point. But when I first started this off, like probably three months ago, four months ago, I did an episode talking about Brittany Griner. At the time, Brittany Griner, the story was all in the headlines. You know, every major platform for uh, media was uh, was talking about Brittany Griner because she had been held in Russia for some time. Uh, that was three months ago. For charges that were brought up against her, she had brought with her to Russia as she was playing, a, um, I guess, a tournament or she was playing some type of summer summer league over there. She had brought with her a marijuana cartridge and that is very illegal over there. And she was detained for this and it was just real like fucking shitty timing. She's a black woman. She's in Russia. Russia starts beefing with Ukraine. She's already locked up. We're not cool with Russia. We're supporting Ukraine. You get the fucking whole deal, right? It's just like a political prisoner situation. And so at that time, she was awaiting trial. You saw her wife appear on the news multiple times. You saw, you know, sports organizations, sports broadcasting organizations advocating for her, the NFL, NBA, uh, WNBA, that's who she played for, Women's Basketball Association, uh, ESPN. All these guys were talking about it. And um, it was in hopes that possibly our president could make some deal with Russia to get her charges pardoned, which is really insignificant bullshit. She had a, a marijuana vape pen. It's really some fucking bullshit. <laughs> like, <laughs> that shit is nothing. I'm sure these niggas over there, they don't give a fuck either. You know, all the shit they do in Russia, methamphetamines and God knows what they're giving those soldiers so they can go to Ukraine and kill the fuck out of women and children, right? But she's locked up over a weed cartridge. And... Um, haven't heard the story kind of in the news. You hear like little updates here and then. The plan was that Joe Byron, um, this was pre him canceling the pandemic. Uh, this was before he's been busy. It's before him canceling student debt. Uh, this is before him allegedly pardoning everybody with a weed offense. But as I found out through some, some more reading, which I'll talk about after this, that ain't doing shit. Um, but before all of this, he made a pledge that he was going to try to negotiate with the Russian government to give up somebody that we apprehended. I guess we have somebody fucking sitting in a in in the stadies, a fucking pen somewhere, like probably Guantanamo Bay. That's where we put our like terrorist prisoners. But there was like a Russian spy that we got, or not a Russian spy. He was an he was an arms dealer. The guy was a global arms dealer from Russia. Bad son of a bitch. And we were trying to negotiate terms where we would release this guy to Russia and get Brittany Griner back to the States. Um, which, you know what I'm saying? 
I knew that was bullshit from the jump, that that whole negotiation, because Russia don't give a fuck about a nigga. They don't <laughs> they don't give a fuck about nobody. They're not caring about none of their, their citizens. I don't care how important this guy was to the Russian government as it pertains to like military arms dealing and whatever back end business this nigga was involved in, maybe their version of the Secret Service, whatever. I don't think they could they got loyalty to the pawns out there. Seems like a brutal environment. So I kind of I called that shit from afar. I was like, that's not going to really do nothing. But um, unfortunately, what I read today is that, you know, her possibility to get pardoned is no longer that she will now be serving nine years in jail in Russia. And that's fucking mind blowing that she is. You know what I'm saying? She's an American athlete. Probably one of the biggest names, number two or number three in the WNBA, which there was, you know, all these jokes, myself included, just talking about the WNBA sucks. That's neither here or neither there. If you're talking about females performing uh, in a sport in America, she was a huge name. She, you know, she was getting money. It wasn't just WNBA don't pay shit, but she was getting sponsorship. She was on commercials. You saw her everywhere. This was the only joint in the WNBA that was dunking on bitches. Like <laughs> they took her. They took the only joint that was catching in-game dunks as a woman. Um, and unfortunately, man, mind blowing. It's a reality. She's going to spend nine years in prison in Russia. Uh, it's fucking insane, bro. Over some weed. You know, the timing of events always just makes me scratch my fucking noggin. Not to get conspiratorial. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm trying to change. I want to spread love and peace and happiness. <laughs> I want to be a silly bitch as well. You know, I want to co- comment on the stuff that's wrong in the world and give my critiques and stuff like that. But I'm not trying to be a negative force. It's not what I'm trying to do. I'm trying to just give my angle. But the timing of things sometimes is just so like opportune. Like, Brittany Griner is this, more than just her actual situation, it's just this metaphor of something that's much larger that's going on in this nation, as it pertains to things that should just not be fucking, like, I, I understand she's in Russia. The Russian government is who's trying her for marijuana. Obviously, they're using her as a political prisoner. But instead of America taking that very fucking serious and doing whatever they can do, which I don't really think they gave a lot of effort to this. I think there was like public relations bullshit. Like they went in front of, you know, the news and they had their little press conferences and said, we're going to do this, that, and the third, but it's not realistic shit that they came up with that would actually cause some change. They kind of just leaving her to rot. And I believe so that much more because the second that happened, you know, there was very important figures in our media. Joe Rogan came on a podcast and he was talking about, it. he was saying that, you know, there's still so many people sitting in jail for weed offenses in his country. And he's out there virtue signaling. The president was out there virtue signaling. He's out there saying, oh yeah, I'm doing this, that, and I'm going to do this to try to get Brittany Griner back. But it's all, it's all words. Because if you really cared about this black woman, you would care about the thousands of black men and women, black men in particular in America, that are sitting in cells for weed. And so what happens right after that? He goes on this... this uh, this campaign to start pardoning people with weed offenses. That's what Joe Biden does. Very opportune time, right? Before elections, you know, cancel some student debt. Talk about you you killed the pandemic, allegedly, right? <laughs> um, 
you know, if if Joe Biden got vaccinated or got COVID, he's going to die. That nigga is not ready for none of that. I promise you. <laughs> they claim he's vaccinated. I don't think he can handle it. But um, yeah, he does. It. It's very opportune. And I don't think there was real intention or work put behind getting Brittany Griner back. And now as I'm reading, I'm starting to understand as well the, the alleged quote unquote pardons that were given to people who had offenses as it pertains to marijuana. This is not a very far reaching change. It helps some people, but there's still so many people that were charged uh, outside of what the pardons include. So the pardons are like possession, not distribution, not st- particular state crimes. This is like a federal charge um, pardon. So, you know what I'm saying? Like, or it's in reverse. You know, I'm, I'm a fucking retard, so I read it once. Um, w- w- regardless of, you know, how the pardons work, they're not really going to let everybody out that had crimes pertaining to marijuana. So it's like, once again, virtue signaling. Somebody is going up there and they're saying, yo, this is what I'm doing so they can look good right before a fucking election. But there's still people sitting in prison today for charges relating to marijuana. It's like heinous fucking sentences. 10, 15, 20 years taken out of a grown man or a grown woman's life. Or maybe not even grown. Maybe they were still young. And that, that that's a that's a common thing. Catching somebody when they're 17, 18, 19 years old and taking their entire adulthood from them. And they're still sitting in prison without any compensation, without without any reparation, without any reconciliation. You know, there's nothing to really help these individuals, but the president gets to go on a tour, 50 state nationwide tour when he starts campaigning again and tell everybody all the shit he did, you know, start pulling his dick out and show everybody his resume, right? But is he really doing something? You know? It's an unfortunate situation for Brittany Griner. That shit is crazy fucked up, yo. Like, that shit is crazy. Nine years for smoking some... I should be doing 133 years consecutively for how much marijuana I fucking smoked. You understand what I'm saying? She had a, a, a vape cartridge. Crazy. You telling me niggas in Russia ain't smoking some dust out there? They not getting lit off the, the everything? It's Russia. The fuck are they doing out there if they're not getting high? It's crazy, yo. But, I mean, that's, that's what it is. That is what it is. I had some episodes previous. It might have been the last episode of the episode previous. Where I, was, I was getting my little existential... Um, Post-existential crisis enlightenment, you know, right after the fucking rain, when the rainbow comes out, this is all a psychological metaphor, and you have some type of enlightenment and understanding, and the pain is giving you a perspective. Maybe you're stressed out in your life. Maybe your life is like a fucking pot, and the fire's under the pot, and you're just a couple eggs, and you're getting scrambled up, baby. You're getting scrambled up, you know? And right after that, something I found in my life, after intense periods of stress, or when your schedule is demanding... Or when there's a lot of change in your life, maybe you're learning something new, maybe your perspective on the planet is fucking changed. After those events in your life, when those rainy seasons come about and the rainbow comes about, it comes with a sense of enlightenment. And I was having an episode, I was having an episode, Freudian slip. No, I had an episode where I was referring to some of that perspective. On Sunday, I went out and I was like relating to my external environment in a very peaceful and enlightened way. Not in a selfish, narcissistic way, but kind of redefining narcissism, understanding that I am looking at my environment as it pertains to self because everybody is me. 
because we all are one. Very positive, ladies and gentlemen. I did give a little disclaimer when I was talking about that kumbaya shit. Everybody hold hands, sing ring around the rosy, around the motherfucking fire, light up the blunt, pass the dutchie to the left hand side. I gave a little fucking disclaimer and I said, if you walk around with a positive mindset, that doesn't remove homelessness from the streets. That doesn't mean drug addicts don't exist. That doesn't mean there's not people with ill intention. And this is one of those shitty situations. You know, this is one of those shitty situations where maybe this is we collectively gain some type of perspective of the luck that we have individually. You know, we live in a materialistic world where everybody's looking at the external environment and relating to it in the sense of comparison. I don't have this person does. She looks better than me. I want to go get a BBL. You know what I mean? That type of shit. I need to go get a chain for girls to like me. I want to get the nice car. I need status. All these ideals that we suffer our brains with and this condition and this state of mind that we meditate ourselves in. That is a collective thing in 2022. And maybe this situation that is chaotic, that is not rectified by a sense of manifestation or positivity. It's just a fucked situation. She's a WNBA star. Who is living the American dream. Intelligent woman. Incredible athlete. She was married. She has a family. Kept her nose clean. You don't really fucking hear about any scandals. And she was. She had a marijuana vape cartridge. You know. Gives you some perspective that. Freedom is relative. Freedom is circumstantial. We talk a lot of shit in this country about being black or Hispanic and all this other stuff. But God damn it, thank God I ain't Russian. <laughs> God, God damn it. Thank God I ain't in Russia, yo. Because I didn't have it easy growing up. But you know what I'm saying? The times that I did get plucked off the fucking six train and put in central bookings for a weekend or cops roughing me up because somebody got shot down the block and apparently I look like the suspect. All these little bullshit interactions that I had. Niggas wasn't throwing me away for nine years for a little, you know what I'm saying? For a vape cartridge. That shit is wild. You know? That shit is fucking wild. It's sad. And we should get some perspective and look at the situation and mourn her loss of freedom in the same token, appreciate yours. Because that shit is fucking crazy, yo. You know what I mean? That shit is fucking crazy. Um... What else is going on, man? A lot of shit going on. Got Kanye wilding the fuck out stuff. Man, I should just have... This podcast should just be called Kanye. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I'm always talking about this man. You know? As much as I'm critiquing the motherfucker, I'm the idiot. I'm the feedback loop. I am just another echo chamber of his ego. Um, So I guess he is a genius. Apparently. No, he's he fucked up. He... T- <laughs> Kanye fucked up. I know he's somewhere alone right now. Like, shit. (laughs) It's worked every other time. It has worked every other time. I have a fucking 10 out of 10 track record and I just crossed the wrong line. He crossed the wrong line. This nigga fucked up. It's either we do live in the Truman Show and the character that is Kanye, they're giving us a big twist and turn before he makes a magic comeback and becomes a trillionaire. Or he really fucked up, son, because he's losing all his money. Allegedly, 
from the information, the sources that I read, which is just like third parties reporting that, you know, claim they're part of the hip hop culture, but it's really some like white guy that started a podcast. But um, <laughs> from the sources that I kind of got information from, after Kanye made his anti-Semitic remarks, if you don't know what I'm referring to, he went on um, Nori's podcast, you know, the, the rapper Nori, N-O-R-E. Um, oh, girl, I came to party. No, no, I'm looking at me. She ain't hanging. No, I'm not tagging it because you want to. You remember the motherfuckers. Oh, man, I'm a motherfucker. What you want to do? Shh. Yeah, so he's on his podcast, Drink Champs. And he says he's going to go. Oh, no, no, I'm, I'm making a mistake. He did have like a response on Drink Champs. But I think he was tweeting. He was on a Twitter. And his, his homeboy, Elon Musk, you should have fucking censored that one. You know what I'm saying? I know you don't get the company yet, but you know, I'm, I'm not even making sense. But anyway, Kanye was on Twitter and he was like, I'm about to go DEFCON 3 on the Jews, which is like a military reference. He's talking about the Holocaust, you know, just spewing that Jew hatred, which I've talked on many of my motherfucking podcast episodes about how Kanye spits in the face of the collective black community. Nobody gives a shit about that. <laughs> Ain't no company parting ways with Kanye when he's telling black people that they chose slavery. You know, I'm not saying anything he did with his comments remarking, you know, bringing up the Holocaust to Jewish people is okay. But come on, like the nigga should have been, he should have been kicked out of the fucking limelight years ago. He's been wilding. He's been fucking wilding. Kanye went out with an outrageous persona and said one thing of significance and since then he's just fucking reversed he spend it and he's been using that platform as a tool to just say whatever the fuck he can say that's outrageous to you know to drop an album the, the only thing he said that was like some real shit is they was doing the we are the world bullshit and he had mike myers poor fucking mike myers i love mike myers i love that canadian man he's made me laugh in many ways <laughs> And poor fucking <laughs> Mike Myers just standing there like, what the fuck is going on? While Kanye grabbed the mic and he's like, George Bush hate black people. He let Hurricane Katrina niggas drown. Um, but that was some real shit. That was the only time he said some real shit. Ever since then, it's like he's become a caricature of that once revolutionary voice, the once revolutionary platform where he was saying stuff that everybody was like, it was like a fucking breath of fresh air. Damn, somebody got the balls. And he took that courage and in place of, you know, logical, you know, statements, revolutionary statements, he put hatred. Start talking about niggas, you know? <laughs> Start telling black people, you chose slavery. I'm a billionaire. I'm part of you. I'm your leader. I'm Jesus Christ. You chose it. And then um, now he, he, you know, a billion dollars do something to your brain, ladies and gentlemen. If you don't have a strong motherfucking psyche, a billion dollars will fuck your head up. Because this nigga thought he was untouchable. <laughs> he thought he was untouchable. I don't know how this whole thing started. I'm trying to track where it all started. I think, I don't know what happened. It happened with Gap. It happened with Gap. That he got back in the fucking mainstream after the whole Pete Davidson thing. You know, some you found a one white guy that looks like the fucking character on the, the cereal box, the Count Chocula nigga. Um, found a one white guy with a, with a huge cock and was, you know, 
fucking the shit out of his wife. And that, that made him angry. And um, But he, he cooled off. And he came back into the limelight with a level head. And started making intelligent business moves. You know? He, he put down the, the tabloids. You know? Put down the tabloids for a minute. Stopped reading about Pete Davidson giving Kim Kardashian back shots. Right? And he picked up the spreadsheets. And he started looking at his money. And he said, hmm. I got a business deal with the Gap, and this shit don't look right. This shit don't look right. We need to go talk. Get his army of lawyers. They bring their armies of lawyers. He finds out some shit. He says, yo, we had an agreement. This, that, and the third was going to happen. You was going to give me storefronts. You was going to put my my uh, my stuff here and your stuff there. This, that, and the third. I'm seeing some stuff that you guys are now producing. It just looks like a replication of my Yeezy products, and you selling it at one-tenth of the price. What is going on? So... He parts away with the gap. You know? I even made a reel about that shit. It was hilarious. Um, <laughs> nigga was dressed like a fucking immigrant, migrant worker. And um, he was actually in that video where he was having an interview. He was getting interviewed by some, some white bitch um, who was asking him why he's parting ways with the gap. He was wearing the shades that my alcoholic stepfather used to wear at 9 p.m. Because that's what alcoholics do. It's too much, too much bright lights at 9 p.m. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so he's wearing those shades and, and then it just seems to all unravel after that. I feel like he was upset about that situation and it got him emotionally charged or he got into like chess mindset. Cause my, my idea on this is I don't think Kanye is crazy at all. I don't think there's anything wrong with him mentally. I think he's a calculated individual and this time his ego now, I know what you might be saying. His ego took over this time. I know you might be saying his ego took on a, a long time ago. I'm not believing that. I think he was using that aspect of persona as a weapon. He's an intelligent individual. This time, I think the ego actually took over. I actually think that he was, he had a lapse of judgment this time. Previous, I think it was all calculated. You know, the moves were, I'm going to spark outrage and... Take all that energy, that polarized energy, all the eyeballs on me, and I'm going to direct that to some money-making ploy. And he needed that right now. He needed some type of outrage after parting with Gap to get some, you know, more power to build up and, you know, solidify his spot and where he thinks he should be, right? So he gets into chess move mentality, but the ego was too big this time because the miscalculation was... Um, there's this huge, this is a stereotype, obviously, if you understand the, the history of Hollywood. The history of Hollywood was literally that there were Jewish immigrants that moved to a place of the country that nobody wanted to fucking be. And they started their own thing and it turned into the center of media in this country. And then we became the entertainment capital for the globe. And what got attached to that, if you don't know the history, people just think that the Jews are like witches and they <laughs> they went to the hills in Hollywood and started casting spells on everybody. You know what I mean? Um, which that happens with everything. Everything is put in a blender. If people don't understand the context, understand the history, you can go look up the history as well. It's very well documented how Hollywood started. Uh, so this time, the mistake was... Um, Previously, 
in the past when Kanye drummed up outrage, when he polarized the, the masses in America, he did so using his people, black people in America at, or their uh, oppressors as the sacrificial lamb, so to speak. So on the crucifix were his people, always. It was always some issue in his community, uh, the community, the black community at large in America, that he would take an outward stance on. And that would generate enough energy his way, and he could just shift that energy into some money-making plot. And it was genius for a long time. I found it to be pompous. I found it to be racist. I found it to be offensive. I found it to be, you know, everything that was talked about in that J. Cole song, False Prophets. He called that shit early. You know what I mean? He called that shit real early. Niggas wasn't paying attention to that. We all, we all know why. Because in America, people don't care about black people. That's just the institutions don't. Right? We're changing. We are growing as a nation. Let's look forward. What Kanye did this time where the ego took over is that he didn't go in that binary uh bag of tricks where it's like the white man against the black man or the black man against the white man because that was that was his whole thing he was just coin flipping heads or tails i'm on the black people's side this day i'm on the white people's side this day the nigga went in a different direction he went and targeted a completely different community you know he targeted jewish people and um are you stupid nigga no <laughs> you know <laughs> it's crazy because then how ignorant uh, this whole situation is, is that it does create even more of a feedback loop that Jewish people run everything. <laughs> it does. Because <laughs> he got his Adidas contract fucking decimated. Nobody wants to work. Balenciaga pulled out on the nigga. And they're saying that his network went from 3.3 billion to like 400 million. Big difference now let me tell you something ladies and gentlemen you hand me 400 million dollars and you sit me next to a guy that has 3.3 billion i'm gonna feel just as rich as that nigga because i don't got neither of those but if i had 3.3 billion and you just shit that down to 400 million i might kill myself you know what i'm saying <laughs> it's crazy it's crazy so they're, they're taking everything away from that man not in the sense of like he's gonna get back to poverty but just everything he's built up so far um, cause he made a, 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 a miscalculation, you know, and I will point to a song that his friend made that was probably one of the most enlightening, poignant, intelligent pieces of art that I've listened to in song form that I've listened to in a long fucking time. I'm talking about like, I'm talking about political, uh, mentally activating songs, I'll give you some some reference. What like you know? Go go listen to Marvin Gaye's "What's Going On." That is a mentally uh, a mental revolution. That is a spiritual revolution on an album. And his friend Jay Z made a fucking song that I feel like not comparable to that album, but comparable to that energy. You know, and I guess the nigga didn't listen to that song. You know the story of OJ. Still nigga. <laughs> Rich nigga, broke nigga. <laughs> Go 
<laughs> he's still a nigga, man. He forgot. And niggas started calling out the Jews. You know, and what's my take on that? Um, I think the best way I saw it said, because there's a lot of misinformation out there. This, I think him saying DEFCON 3 about the Jews is bad. That has no comparison to him claiming that, like, he's basically saying that he's going to be like, he's going to fucking attack Jews in some hypothetical situation. But what he said about the black community, when he said George Floyd was not murdered by Derek Chauvin kneeling on his neck, to me, that is that should hold more weight because that just happened. Those issues are still happening. You know what I mean? So for anybody who's, you know, looking at a Kanye and you a fan of his and you saying, yo, they canceling because it's Jewish shit. The Jews are racist. I'm like, the Jews are knocking him out, but he's not for you. He's not for you. <laughs> you got to pay attention, man. This is the first thing he said about Jewish people. How many things has he said about black people? How many ways has he put black people down? How many ways has he profited off of them? A lot. A lot. You know what I mean? It's rough, man. It's fucking rough. Um, just my perspective. It's just my perspective, you know. I was mulling through the fucking internet. I think there was one more thing that I was going to talk about. Let's see. Sometimes you got to get on the motherfucking internet and you go find your shit. Okay? Okay? Um, let's see, ladies and gentlemen. What I do sometimes, I look... Screenshots. Screenshots having you again. You can. Um, no, I think that's all I have to talk about. Joe Biden with his fake ass policies that are supposed to help people who are incarcerated for marijuana charges. And go do the homework on yourself. Don't do the homework on yourself. Go do the homework by yourself and check out the people who actually get pardons and the mass number of people who are still going to be sitting in fucking prison. You know? And understand timing. Always have that in your brain, ladies and gentlemen. November 8th is not just a motherfucking eclipse. You know, I like to look at sun and moon cycles. That's not the only thing that's going on. You know what I'm saying? November primary. Voting. Voting. You know what I'm saying? It's right around the corner. Right around the corner. Your brain is going to be shifted. This country has an incredible way to shift the motherfucking focus. In a couple days, you will not care about Kanye West or Brittany Griner. You're not going to care about COVID-19 or a vaccination. You're going to be focused on an election because that's all everything and everybody's going to be talking about. And right before that happens, the president comes out and he starts showing, measuring, measuring his dick in front of the, the public. You know what I mean? I did this and I did that and I did this. And if you really look into the shit, did he do it? Did he, did he help anything? I don't know. Um, that's going to be a podcast, ladies and gentlemen. If you are continue listening to the Nothing Important Podcast, I want to thank you sincerely. Continue listening. Go on to the YouTube. Go on to the Instagram, Nothing Important Podcast with Matt Reyes. Like the reels. Like the post. Until next time.